I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. As daters, we spend so much of our time thinking about defining the relationship, that dreaded DTR conversation, <laughs> and constantly scratching our head on whether they're headed for a relationship or that the other person's interested in a relationship. But our guest today, his name is Dave and also a dear friend of mine, seems to just skip that entire conversation altogether and just falls into relationships, sometimes before he even knows it. Dave, some like magical power you have here. Hi. Nothing magical about it. Nothing magical about it. Just a little introduction about my friend Dave. He's 40 years old. He lives in San Francisco, originally from Illinois. He's currently dating someone, but has not defined the relationship. But has she defined the relationship? But has she defined the relationship? That's a question. Tell us about, I mean, you've told me a couple stories, but just tell us one of those stories where you've basically fell into a relationship and you didn't even know it. Okay, well, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, so as a friend of a friend, and we were out at uh, a certain bar in San Francisco, and it was one of those nights where I didn't even want to go out. Like, I was talked into it, like, come on, Dave, come on, come join us, have a drink. And it was a bar where we know everybody, and I'm like, all right, I'll go for one drink. Just one drink. It's always that one drink. I know. It's just that one drink. And uh, there he was like, I'm dying for you to meet this friend of mine. And, you know, she's someone that he had known for a long time that he had worked with. And it was great. Like, you know, but I wasn't in the mood to connect. I was there just to receive. Mm -hmm. I had my drink. That was going to be the extent of my night. And then all of a sudden, another round of drinks comes. Uh And I'm like, all right, fine. Now, her and I had not had any real conversation that night. It had only been like three-way or four-way, like, you know, like a mixture of a group talking. There was 
wasn't anything that made me think anything was there. Like, nothing. <laughs> Even to the point at the end of the night, and yes, I ended up staying up to almost midnight, past when I thought Whoa. I was going to. I started, uh, I was like, okay, I, I got to get going. And all of us were getting going. And I had no idea that she was like, well, I'm going to follow you because I got to go to BART. And I'm like, oh, okay. No, actually, it was our friend who had to go to BART. She didn't even say where she was going. She just followed. That's what it was. And at this point, you had no idea what was happening. No. You just assumed that this was just friends hanging yeah. out. We're, we're slightly buzzed. And I got to know her through osmosis of the entire conversation from different people that night. And we're walking down the hill. We're walking towards Market Street. And I'm thinking to myself, she's going to like turn a corner at some point and be like, here's where I'm going. Or <laughs> wait, I'm going this way. Or I'm going to call a car or you know, some version thereof. And all of a sudden, I felt a hand in mine. <laughs> wait, as if she's holding your hand. Yeah. She was hold- she she just started holding my hand and I'm like all right okay we'll go with this and then and so we kept walking and uh my friend he was like um Dave I think I'm going to crash at your place is that cool you know cuz he was like I'm going all the way yeah. to East Bay and I'm like that's totally fine He's like, could you give me your key? Because it seemed like she wanted to stay. Like mm. we were we were she was like let's have one more drink. And I'm like ah Okay, all right, let's do this. I'm wow, like, here's, here's quite my the key. yes man. Were you like into her or like what were you just I, confused? I was just like <laughs> rolling with it. Okay. Like, I'm one of, the, and this is a personality fault where I'm a little bit more yes than I should be on certain stuff. Like, I'm a little bit more, and I know, I know people have told me, but it was so funny because I was like, okay, fine, fine, I'll have a drink. I'm thinking to myself, I've got a day tomorrow. I've got things I got to do tomorrow. And I'm like, one drink, what could that hurt? It's midnight. Yes, bars don't close. You know, I, I, I thought to my head, this is my night out for the week. This is it. Yeah. This just became my night out. And so we had a drink and that drink turned into two drinks. I don't know how. I, I genuinely don't know how we ended up having two drinks. And we went back to my place. With uh, your friend staying over. My friend was staying over. He was downstairs and he was conked out on the couch and her and I went upstairs. I don't know why. We, yeah. And then and then what? Just, just, just a little bit of kissing. And this turned into? Uh, like a month and a half relationship. So she stayed over, obviously. What was that conversation the morning after? Pancakes. Yeah, it was pancakes. And I do this thing, I think it's a defense thing, where I woke up and I'm like, okay, yeah, here she is. And what did I do last night? And then I could hear my friend downstairs and I'm like, oh my gosh, he probably heard everything. Because <gasps> you live in a loft. Because you were kissing so hard. Yeah, kissing so hard, you <laughs> yeah, know. Sure. <laughs> oh, you're turning red. I love it. Right, red. Because <laughs> I remember this happening. Kind of became a thing. And... We never talked about anything. So did she like tell people that you were her boyfriend? Like what? No, 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 no. Okay. Oh no. But there was a point where she treated you like one because you were at a work function. Yes. And I think sometimes that is just a thing that there was a little owner, not ownership. What's the word I'm looking for? A little like. Marking her territory. Yeah. Yeah. Which trying to put words into her head because we never talked about anything. So how did it end? (laughs) <laughs> it has a Julie. It's still lingering. I, it just faded. Um, so you literally didn't talk about anything. Nothing. Probably towards the very end. And she even said, she was like, oh, well, we we haven't really defined anything. I'm like, no, we have not. We have not. <laughs> no, nothing has been defined. Nothing. Did you want to define something? Like, where no, were you? No, no, I did not. I did were you not. into and her in any way? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> now, granted, that was also during a very hectic work period of my life where I had an intense deadline. And I say a deadline that literally kept me up like night after night for a while. So... I didn't have the headspace to probably like even like, okay, I need to take a moment and think about this and figure this out and talk to her. Like, no, like it wasn't on my agenda. I'm just so confused. Like, did she, <laughs> was she the one that like initiated with you? Like, how did this even like keep going if you were so like not involved in it? Like, okay, so that weekend, so I, that was like a Thursday, something like that. We went to an improv show. A friend of mine does improv. And so we went to that on Friday and we went and had a drink afterwards. And you invited her to the improv show. Well, it was one of those things things where she was like, what are you, because I was already going to go. And I'm like, you can come with. It, okay. was, very, it was very like natural. Wait, wait, when did you exchange phone numbers? The morning after? It's a really good question. Um, so 
all of a sudden you guys are like texting all the time, right? Oh well, when we went and had pancakes that morning, <laughs> and my friend went with us, pictures were taken, and she thought they were cute, and so that's I think that's how the phone numbers. That's how it happened. Yeah. So is this like a pattern of yours, or was this I, like a one-off? No, this is definitely not a one-off. <laughs> this is why I needed Dave to come on the show because this has happened before. Perhaps. Tell Julia the other time that it happened. And so I'm in the business. I'm in the film business, and so I do some of the things that I do. I meet a lot of people, and they ask me for for stuff to help. And so I was asked to help out on a campaign for a project. It was kind of weird in the sense that I mean, I thought she was cute. She was definitely yeah. cute. Like uh-huh. you know, she definitely seemed considerably younger. And I didn't like. I'm not someone who asked a lady, "How old are you?" Like you know. Yeah. And plus, I wasn't even thinking in that area. Like not at all. And then somehow we had a meeting about the project, and the other person we were working. With left, she stayed, and somehow we went to go grab sushi. And then、um, we were supposed to go see a friend's movie down in San Jose. Well, we looked at the traffic and realized, no, now that's like the traffic was. We're not even going to make it on time. So she was like, well, hey, we could just go see.、Uh, there's a movie theater on、uh, Chestnut. Let's go see a movie. Oh,、um, that's okay. Full blown date. I wasn't thinking that, so I'm like, okay, all right. And all of a sudden, as we were walking to the movie theater,、um, her arm slipped into like that little <laughs> thing, like. You know, like all of a sudden, her arm is inside here. You're walking arm in arm. Are walking arm in arm, and I'm like, eh. You know, sometimes that's just a thing. You know, like female. I've had plenty of female friends where they are a little bit more like affectionate and、okay. open, and it's fine. You know, I didn't think anything of it until we got into the movie theater, and I realized, okay, we're holding hands now. <laughs> so, how long did this one continue? Maybe a couple months. <laughs> Just so baffled. I'm so baffled because, like, have you ever been in a situation where you've really gone after a woman, like that? You're like, I want to ha- make this happen, or is this just like personality trait? That's. A super good question. <laughs> I'm not sure I've actually、uh, thought too deeply into it, but there might be something to it. I mean, hold on. I, you know. No, it's actually probably been a while since I've gone after a girl. Yeah, I was like, if you have to think about it, that means that it's. <laughs> you know what's so interesting about this? Because because I've talked about you to Julie for a、yeah. while, and you're like very ambitious professionally, and also very ambitious with your friends too. You're always the one initiating hangouts. He cooks for everyone, like really on top of it. But when it comes to your love life, I've never heard you talk about going after someone or someone you had a crush on or being really into someone. Why do you think that is? I may have had a relationship in the past that set a bar, set a pretty high bar for、uh, what I felt, and haven't quite experienced that since. But if you're not going after it, how can you experience? Yeah, true. That does not mean that I don't. You know, obviously, you've heard a couple stories about、yeah. how I've been in relationships, and I've been in some longer-term relationships in the past as well, where you know I've waited to feel it. And when I say waited to feel it, like I hoped it would come. And it never did. Right, and I think that's normal.、Yeah. I think we've all been in relationships like that. You're、yeah. like maybe the chemistry isn't as intense in the beginning, but maybe it'll grow, or maybe、yeah. this relationship will grow over time. But if you don't have the intentions for the relationship to grow from the beginning, how can that relationship really get anywhere?、Um, gosh, you're making me think about stuff. Are you looking <laughs> for love, Dave? Do you want love? Of course. I mean, who doesn't? Of course, I do. Yeah, absolutely. And do、um, you want to be in like a loving relationship? Of course. Yeah. And what are the steps you're taking to get there? Let me look at my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> you just need some girl to swoop in her arm, and then there she is. <laughs> I mean, I I do have to admire these women. You know, being aggressive and、yeah. making a move—that's fantastic because they're they're obviously after something. I'm wondering if there's like some sign you're giving off. Like, yeah, you said there's two that you gave examples of. How many like others have this happened to? I'm not keeping a journal on this. <laughs> Pretty much every. Relationship. I feel like UA knows more about your relationship history than you do. I keep tabs because I've been waiting for this day to just be like, "What is happening, Dave?" Okay, so I'm gonna go with UA's answer. This happens a lot since、this、you don't remember. <laughs> It's not even the falling into relationship happens a lot, but also falling out of relationship happens a lot. You just never have a clear start or end. This okay. There's probably some truth to that. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess your the current thing you're in, you haven't defined the relationship. How long has that been going on?、Mm, maybe two or three months. Okay. Yeah. And how did this one start? Uh, 
Well, you guys were just saying that I haven't gone after it. This was actually from Dig. I did the, uh, I tried the, the Dig app. Dig. What Dig? Oh, the, the pet owner app. The pet owner oh. app, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, so you tried a dating app. I did. I did, yeah. Okay. And yeah. then you met this person. Uh-huh. And you've been seeing each other. True. No DTR anything yet. Well, okay, just a few nights ago, she did happen to ask. It was discussed. Probably that's what it is. But probably that's what it is. <laughs> Have you ever brought up the DTR to anyone? I don't think so. I don't know. Me, I'm. I'm gonna go with no. If you should think no, about it this long, I don't think you have. <laughs> I don't think you have. It's a brain space thing. When I say that, it's not that I don't want it. Yeah. It's that I don't... You're not thinking about it. Yeah. But why do you think you're not even thinking about it? Do you think it's just personality? But you said other parts parts of your life, you're not like You're this. like, you go after it. This guy doesn't sleep because he's constantly thinking about his next steps professionally. That's, okay, that's actually quite true, yeah. Okay, so this is interesting because I know there's so many guys listening to this right now just wanting to shake you and be like, I've been looking to get in a relationship for so long. I've been looking for love and I haven't dated anybody in a really long time. And here you are just kind of nonchalant, whatever, whatever goes, goes. And yeah. then you just fall into these relationships. But are they relationships? It doesn't feel like they're fully there. It just feels like they're like a canyon that just happens to come in and out. That's at least the vibe I'm picking up. You might know right. your lives better than I do. Does it does it enhance your life? Of course. Of course. I, I, I definitely value uh, companionship. Obviously, if I tried the Dig app, you know, it's something that I was seeking. If I had to scratch away, if and you guys are making me think about things that I often don't, because what I do think about is my next script. I think about my mm-hmm. next project. I think about the next business venture. I, yeah. that, that is where I invest my time in terms of my, like, what I have in my brain. So these are, okay, like, I, I'm sorry. This is like, I think so many men are like this. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of men that are just like you. And I think as women that are constantly, and I'm generalizing, so it's not every man, every woman, but women that are constantly thinking about like the next step and like what's happening next and the guy that they're with might be enjoying their company but they're not thinking about any of this right okay yeah i see what you're saying any of this and that i mean like i've definitely been in relationships like that and yes i'm in a relationship but they're not like thinking about like how do i move this to the next level what am i going to do like how do i incorporate this person fully in my life and all this stuff it's just like oh when i see them i see them and happy that they're around it's very nonchalant yeah Except I would say in those situations, because I've definitely been in those relationships, those men can have that relationship go on forever and be okay with it as status quo. You actually get out of these relationships eventually. So what causes the ultimate end of these relationships for you? I mean, it varies. I think it really boils down to, um, they see how busy I am and the conversation comes up about how busy I am and making time. And it's not that I don't make time, it's that... They see how driven I am on things that are not related to the relationship. Right. That's what I would guess because like I've definitely been there. And the reason I think a lot of times women are the ones to end relationships Mm -hmm. is because they're not getting enough, right? Like they feel like they're not getting the full attention of someone. And it's not that they necessarily don't like them or they don't want to continue the relationship, but they're not being fulfilled. Okay. So this is where I struggle. Do you, when you are in these quote unquote relationships, do you initiate dates? Do you initiate things to do with them? Oh, yeah. You oh, do? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you give them the idea that the, you are making an effort. When I do, and it, it's never a lack of effort. There's a lot of things that pull me away from the social side of my life. And often if I do something social, I tend to make it somewhat connected to work because the people that I hang out with typically are people I work with. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, sometimes the problem is that my worlds do blend together a mm-hmm. little bit too much. I don't know if I if I know how to divide them. So is this working for you? I guess is the yeah. ultimate question because if it is, maybe there's nothing wrong with it. It's I, That's a really good question. I don't know if it's working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you know? Like, what what is the gauge? What is the parameter? I guess I guess it boils down to happiness. Yeah, I would say happiness. Yeah. Right? Are you happy? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I'm really enthusiastic. Um, yeah, sure. A warm body oh in my, my bed. God. Well, I, I, if I had to be completely honest, I think a large part of me won't be happy until I feel like I've gotten to a point of success in my career that I can just where I can just take a vacation, for example. 
Like, and I kind of told myself because I'm not someone who I, I travel for work and that is where I kind of like, that's my vacation. Mm. <laughs> um, I haven't actually looked at a calendar and said, I am going to go here and I'm going to bring a book and I'm not going to do anything other than relax. Mm. I haven't done that in a very long time. And so I think that that is kind of the bar that I'm holding for myself that when I get to that point, then I can relax and then think about. But what happens if you never get to that point? Yeah. Because you, once you get success, you want more success. It's just right. like a never-ending cycle, right? Like, what's that point that you'll be like, okay, I'm good to find that person and prioritize social life? I'd like to think that I will reach a point where I, one success that, let's say I get a script optioned. Boom. All right. That, I'm taking a vacation. I feel like if you don't take me time, then you can't take time for someone else either. So the first step for you to get there is to take some me time. No matter how busy you are, no matter how much you're trying to achieve these specific goals, I feel like you're just like in a tunnel right now. I mean, I've been, I watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> I took time for that. Do you, do you, That's a commitment. That is. <laughs> do you yeah. want a relationship? Like, what are you looking for? Of course I do. Yeah. And um, yeah. There's even a, a part of me that thinks at some point I would like to have a kid. Okay. Um, but do you think, I mean, you're 40, right? Like, do you ever think about what if you do get to a point in your life where you say, I've reached the successes I wanted. Now I'm ready for a wife or a kid or a, or a real relationship. What if then there's nobody left? <laughs> like, do you ever think about that? I think about that. I mean, if that happens, it happens. I mean, I can't control, it's done spinning, whatever my life is when it's done spinning. And if I've done what I feel like I need to do in terms of like my career goals and my, you know, what I gauge for my success, if there's nothing left, then that I tried, I guess. I mean, this really proves to what we've talked about before, where the fundamental differences between men and women are <sighs> exactly you. Yeah. you know, men don't multitask. Nope. So they have to achieve these certain goals before they can think about the other aspects of their life. Whereas women try to cram it all in yep. on the same timeline. Yep. And th- that's why there's so much miscommunication between men and women. Yeah. I'm just kind of envious that you just don't have these thoughts. I know. <laughs> it's I amazing know. to me. That you can just like get in and out of relationships and just like not have it even affect you. Well, no, I've had, no, I mean, I'm a sensitive person. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the business of writing, you know, about emotions. So yeah, I definitely have had um, some breakups in the past. There was that one relationship that I think kind of numbed me to a degree that mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I've come close to that yet, that I haven't been hurt in that way it doesn't feel the same when was that relationship uh that was before i moved out here about uh, 11 years ago so you were in your 20s yeah i feel like that is also something common i've heard of for sure men holding on to these relationships from decades ago and like not moving forward for whatever reason well it's not that okay i'm absolutely over it and i've been over it but I can't deny the fact that, that, you know, the way that, for example, she wrote, the way that we communicated, the the language that we had, like the shared language was something that I'd never experienced before that. And I haven't experienced since. I'm not saying that, you know, oh, I absolutely want that to happen again. In fact, right. if that happened again, I would probably probably change some of the drive in, in what I have in terms of my career. Right. We would probably dial it back because that would then fill, you know, some of that time. It just, it hasn't happened yet. And maybe this person that I'm with now, maybe that happens. But I'm also in a very weird career crux of where I've got to make some major decisions on the projects that I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And that's taken up a lot of time, which is not necessarily fair to a relationship. And I've been honest with this person about that. And mm-hmm. she's very supportive of it. Yep. So maybe give me six months and this conversation may be different. Yep. So we had a guest that was, um, she's 70. She's a widow. And she made a statement not that it's the same example as yours. <laughs> You're like, how does this relate to me in any way? But like she made an ex- a comment that she can't compare new people to her ex-husband. I think probably like you can't find another person like that other person. Not that like there isn't yeah. someone else that's going to be good in a different way. But I think if you're constantly looking for someone that's just that other person, like that will probably never happen. True. Yeah. Also, yeah. we had an episode about your gold standard and we came to the conclusion that your gold standard is just a part of your memory. That person, if you met them today, is no longer that person you remember them to be. Right. So you kind of just have to let them sit in that part of the memory and know that that's it, right? Like there's no standard for you to hold other people, I guess, because it's really not fair to anybody else. No. What is interesting about what you said about this previous
previous love is that she made you feel in a way that you you don't think that someone else could ever make you feel again. Oh no, no, it's no, it's not that. I I do believe that can happen, and and I'm open to it. It hasn't hit me in that way since, and I'm. I, I would love for it to happen. I would love to feel that way again mm. because you know when you feel that way, you're yeah. like you're on top of the world, kind of thing. But don't you think with your previous relationship, you were also different? You gave an energy that was different than what you're giving now. True, and that's、yeah. probably why you received that、yeah. kind of love back, like someone that's in it. Like I feel like that vibe, and I, again, I'm, I'm just judging from this conversation. It feels like you're so removed from the situations、yeah. that are happening. Yeah. Like you're, you're a writer, right? Your story with the girl holding your hand could have been the most romantic story if you had framed it as we were into each other and didn't know if this was going anywhere, and then she slid her hand into mine, and there we were, two mere strangers walking down the street holding hands. I mean, that's lovely. But the way you framed it was, I don't know what's going on. She just put her hand in my hand, and then we were holding hands, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Like that could have been a very romantic、yeah. gesture like, too. I can't tell if you're into these people. Yeah, not into them. Like I just have no. Like just thinking if I was dating you, I'd be so fucking confused. Yeah, right. Like, think of Do right now. Do you like me even? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you you might step it up more for them outside of this podcast, but I I agree. I mean, it, it it's entirely possible that I'll just pick that night. That night where she slipped her hand into my hand, it was genuinely because I didn't look at her that way,、mm. and it wasn't that I'm not. I wasn't. Attracted to her,、mm-hmm. I just I wasn't there for that that night. I was、yeah. there to hang with friends, and I was not looking to hook up. You compartmentalize a lot. Yeah, is that you're really、true? good at that? That's why like... you can get shit done. Yeah, it's not a bad quality.、Uh-uh. It just feels like you have definitely very different tracks for different things. Well, I also work with a lot of different people in different aspects, so I do have to like I have to be this way for this group and this way for this group,、yep. and so I I do do that, you know, and and I guess I, I do that sometimes for a relationship. I just love getting guests. On who are like Dave, who are kind of like falling into relationships, compartmentalized relationships, and then we have other guests who come on, and that's all consuming in their、yeah. life. It's all about relationships. I want to find a girlfriend. I'm going on as many dates as possible. Jason, our season opener, was talking about how he went like on a hundred first dates, and he had like、What? thousands of matches on Bumble. So interesting. It's just、yeah. so it's really interesting the type of just the differences between you and this other type of person. Wow, <laughs> like there's a lot. People that really prioritize dating, yeah, like make it a second job. And I don't know what we don't know what the right answer there is. There really is like, no right answer. You could say that the person that is dating like it's their job knows what they're looking for, so they are like going after their future, right? And then you could also say that they're putting way too much emphasis on it, and then as soon as. You don't put as much emphasis. That's when good things come. So it's、yeah. really hard to say what the right approach is. Maybe there isn't a right approach. It's just what works for you. Well, I'm also of the of the ilk where I don't believe a relationship actually defines who I am. I believe、right. it complements, but it doesn't define me. So I don't seek something unless it can has a chance to define me. My career can define me.、Mm. So, so go after. I do think a lot、more. of men think like that too. Yeah, it's the it's the career first. I think a lot of men latch their identities to their career. Once they feel stable in that, then they can think about love and、yep. family. And But then there's、that. the other cohort that latch themselves onto having a significant other,、yeah. right, as an identity thing. So maybe that is why some people put more of an emphasis on it than others. Yeah. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, like if you feel happy with the way things are going for you, whether that's like something intentional or not, that's all that matters. And if you don't, that's when it's time to look into other approaches. Curiosity. What are the other approaches? I would say just being active into your dating life because you're very passive right now. What if,、yeah. like, what if for one week? Because <laughs> I know you ha- you have this to do list. It's massive. What if you put dating、yeah. as your number one priority? Be with the girl you're currently seeing,、yeah. but like really making it a priority to like send her a sweet text,、yeah. do something. I don't know. Plan a really great date for her. Like I don't know what you currently do, but like having something that like really makes that a priority in some yeah. way. Yeah, and just see. How that feels, just for one week, like sending that first text when you wake up to her. 
I've done that before. As I look at my phone. <laughs> Let me prove it to you guys. <laughs> it just doesn't seem top of mind to you. It's not that it's not top of mind. It's that there's a lot on my mind. Then when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I think of is, what's my first meeting for the day? Or what's my first thing that I got to get done? Now, granted, the job that she has, like we're not necessarily morning people in the sense that we're, it's like psh, morning stuff. It's more like check-in in the afternoon and then we have a good hearty talk. So you you feel fulfilled. Yeah. I mean, I... Does she feel fulfilled? That's yeah. the question. You'd have to have her here. <laughs> I think you could also ask that question. I mean, like, right? and that's the other piece. Like, it feels like there's like a lack of communication. You said that before with the other woman, like, you guys just didn't address anything. <laughs> Pancakes? There was, yeah. Like, there was no conversation of getting in or out of it. Like, it just faded. Like, is that a theme or is that just like a one-off with her? didn't quite think about that yet. <laughs> it's what Dave was thinking. I'm just going to put that on loop. In yeah. The- <laughs> compartmentalize if, if, if your that. audience can see, I am rubbing my beard right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eyeballs are turning so uh, fast. I think anytime you have to think about something for more than 10 seconds, the answer is no. No. <laughs> well, okay. This is probably the compartmentalized aspect of my person. Like, okay. The morning that... Pancakes. The pancake girl. We'll call her the pancake girl. Um... I woke up not clear about what exactly had happened or what that meant. And so my, I'm, I'm a goofball. Like I'll joke around. And so my first thing was I called out to my friend downstairs realizing it's probably awkward. I may have to apologize to him later. I'm not quite sure what he heard or maybe hopefully he was just passed out. The long story was I felt bad. Yeah. And I do that where I feel bad that he was affected by something that I did. And so with that also feel like I needed her to feel comfortable because I don't really know her. I just met her last night. And so I'm like, hey, pancakes, everybody. And so I made a joke out of it. And so Mm. guess what? The three of us went to go get pancakes. We had a lot of fun having and joking about pancakes. And there's something wrong with that. I don't think you need to like have a super serious conversation the moment you get up from a a one night stand. But I'm saying the fact that didn't happen any time in the relationship, that's (laughs) the part that I'm a little baffled on. I guess what I really want to do is speak for the women who've been in this situation and ask you, what are some signs that a a woman can look for if the guy's not really into it, right? Or are you into it? That's just how you show it, right? Right. I I am. And and when I say that, I genuinely, every girl that I have dated, I do treat seriously and I treat with respect. And I make a point to do that. I was raised that way. So while my communication skills in in the sense of I may not be the first one to be like, hey, what are we? Are we we boyfriend, girlfriend? Like I will... That's probably not me. Yeah. I will still be open to the conversation and I will absolutely have it and I will define it as we are. I mean, I think this is an interesting point because I think like I've definitely been here before with like someone I was dating and I think I had a vision of, again, it goes back to like the way you are versus the way someone else is. Like I was willing to go like over the top for this person and I felt like he liked me, but I never got to like that level Mm. with him. So it made me question like how much does he like me? Like how much does he prioritize me? Or is just this the way he is? Like he's pretty just Mm. like laid back and chill. And I think that's the part, like the way you're talking, I would think you weren't interested, but you're saying you are interested. So it's like, how can a woman you're dating, like work with you to figure out that you are super into her? Yeah, because it it just sounds like your relationships can't get to that next level. What can happen for it to get to that next level? Let's pause for a sec and talk about mental health. Mental health is so important. And that's why I'm so glad I found BetterHelp. Julie's the one that actually told me about it. And it's a great way to start your therapy journey. With BetterHelp, I can get online counseling and connect with professional, credible, and compassionate counselors in a safe and private online environment. BetterHelp's counselors specialize in depression, relationships, trauma, and many other areas. Everything stays confidential, and you can always change your counselor. With over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, and your choice of communication modes, including chat, text, phone, and video, BetterHelp has made it easy for me to find help, and it's just nice to know I don't have to go through anything alone. BetterHelp is also quite affordable, and for dateable listeners only, get this, you get 10% off your first month with a discount code DATEABLE. You can get started today. Just go to betterhelp.com DATEABLE. Fill out a simple questionnaire to help assess your needs and get matched with a suitable counselor. And again, that's betterhelp.com DATEABLE. And use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. Now back to the show. 
what can happen for it to get to that next level? I suppose that there's probably a dampener attached to uh, how I am in relationships and that dampener is how busy I keep myself and everything else where it dampens it. Like I, mm. my energy, like you have so much in your tank to yep. deal with like, you know, whatever's inside of you. And so because I invest so much through 12 hours of the day or whatever I do, I don't, you know, where it's like, what do I have left? Right. And I do give what I have left. And there are plenty of times, and even in this current relationship that I'm in, where I've been honest with her, like, we're going to hang out tonight and we we're supposed to go out and have drinks with friends. And I'm like, you know what? Can we just sip on some wine and watch Netflix tonight? Because that's my energy level. Yep. And she's cool with it. So... I'm all for career. I'm very career oriented. However, I think there's like the saying, right? That's like on your deathbed. Are you going to think about like the extra hours that mm -hmm. you've been clocking? Or are you going to think about like the people? The loved ones. Right. Like what happens if all you do is career and the romance and love doesn't end up happening again? Will you feel fulfilled? You sound like my dad. <laughs> chatted before this. Oh. My, my dad has been on me about this. God, I hope he doesn't listen to this because he's going to be like, yeah. I have I have his email. I will uh, send it no, to him. No, no, he will not listen to this. But uh, I, I hope so. The problem for me is that I've invested, I gave up a lot to do this career. Mm -hmm. I gave up a lot because I believe in it and it's something that's been inside of me and I wish that I had started this earlier in my life. But I grew up in an area in which dreams like this were just not like, yep. no, why would you do that? Go get a job at the factory because the factory is hiring and they pay good and 401k and all that. Like, no, I went after it. And um, if I fail at this, I can't fail. So that, that, that is part of the drive mm -hmm. is that I cannot fail at this. That this is why my waking hours are spent, you know, finding the next path or working on things that I've already worked on to get them there. Yep. And that does not discount the fact that you, you read some of my scripts and I'm a romantic sap at heart. Yeah, like he I do believe in love. Yeah. Like I genuinely do. He wrote a movie about the woman that he was in love with. Yeah, yeah I kind of did. <laughs> Why do you think that you compartmentalize relationships separate from work? The right partner could possibly enhance your career and help you achieve those dreams and goals. Have you ever thought about that? I have, and I do, because I don't want to be a selfish lover. I don't want to be where it's about my career and not yours. So I want to make sure that whatever I give, mm -hmm. like whatever she gives, I can give back. Mm. And so that's why sometimes I catch myself dialing back. I don't want to be in a situation where they're just doing everything for me and then I'm not doing anything for them. Do you think that's something that you could just communicate? Like, I think what you just yeah. said was very endearing. Like that passion is really attractive into someone, right? Like, is that something you could communicate and make sure that you're on the same page of them not feeling that way. And you're absolutely right. And that's something I know I, I need to get better at. And part of it is that once we talk about it, then it's out there. Then it has to be addressed. And then that becomes like the crux of that relationship because we had that talk. And now will Dave give what he needs to give? Will she match that? And then like all of a sudden it becomes about like what we talked about. So yeah, sometimes it is easier not to talk about it and figure it out as you go along. But isn't that any relationship? Like you yeah. stating your needs and someone coming back with it? Yeah. And then that's something, yes, like I said, I need to get better about. I'm not the best about having those conversations. And I'm always open to them because if they come up, then guess what? We're going to have them. But you're open to other people bringing you're it passive, up. Yeah. You're very passive I'm in very that way. But what if there's a way, like, this is why we want you to do this experiment. What if for a whole week, you're the one initiating these conversations? Yeah. Putting love first. I think about my ideal partnership is I don't want to marry or date someone in my industry, but I want to be with someone who can enhance my career yeah. because they may give you ideas that you never thought of because you're just so in your own industry, right? So two people could actually feed off of each other's energy and help each other's careers rise to the levels that you both want and yep. still be in, in a great relationship. I agree with that. I think, yeah, I love being inspired by a relationship and that is something that I haven't been in a very long time. And that is not to discount the people, the, the, the women that I've dated, it, there are so many notable qualities about them that have have made me a better person, I think, today. But there's something that for me has been missing and I'm open to it in this current relationship, but I haven't been inspired. Like yep. when I say inspired, it's when just getting a text from them or have conversation or that late night, it's 3 a.m. Why are we still up? And then the next day I'm like, I need to write this. Like yeah. I haven't that felt is that. so much pressure though in a relationship. Of course. Oh and that's why gosh. I don't bring it up. Because if I'm honest, that is what I'm looking for is like- But Dave, are you? 
you doing anything to inspire them? Are you sending them messages that they could write into a film? You have to give equal energy, right? I have to say, I have been told that I have inspired. I have inspired. I appreciate that. It also adds another level because it reminds me that I'm looking for the same thing and I'm not quite feeling it yet. So I read this article about just like if you want to feel happier and more fulfilled, the best way to do that is to compliment people every day、mm. and like put it out first to someone else and、yeah. not expect anything back. So I feel like this experiment would be really good to see if like you put it out there to someone. And like with no expectation of anything back, will you start to feel that more of that energy and that fulfillment? And, and I have done that. Maybe I need to do it more. The contrast, though, is that a lot of the people I've dated are not in the business. A while back, I dated someone who was in finance, and it was really hard for me to be engaged in that because I didn't know how to encourage her for her spreadsheets. She was passionate about it, but it wasn't something I was passionate about.、But、there's a part of me that's drawn to that. Like I like the idea of that of dating someone who is not in the business I am, but、mm -hmm. still inspires you. Right.、Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that's hard. It's like that chicken and egg. Like, are you just with the wrong people, and that's why you don't feel、yeah. inspired, or is it that you're not putting that energy out, and they're not putting it back because they don't feel like you are, and it's like a vicious cycle. There was this article、uh, in the New York Times by this woman who said that she and her husband had these had like a very disconnected relationship because he was in like a very scientific role, and、mm -hmm. she was in a very like journalistic role, so they could never really relate about their careers. So they just Basically, list all the things they do every day, and that's their way、right. of like connecting. Until one day, she was like, "I really want to know what you're working. Like, I really want to know to the T what you're working on and why it inspires you, why it gives you so much passion." Right. And he went into this whole story about he, how he was like doing cancer cell research. But like to the very scientific level, and it it inspired her so much that she wrote an article about it because she was like, it was just so beautiful that he, the way he talked about it.、Mm. She didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, but she, she was like, it was almost artistic the way he was talking about it, and it became a movie. And like in her head, it became this film. So I think even someone who works in finance, even though you think it's spreadsheets, maybe there's something very beautiful and therapeutic in what they do. It's not what they're doing; it's how they're doing it,、right. and how it. How they describe? Maybe they're, they're telling、doing. a story with their data,、yeah. just like you tell a story, <laughs> right? I mean, it's the same. It, they probably also feel the same pressure with dating someone who is artistic. That they probably feel like they need to be more inspirational, more creative. When everyone has that passion inside of them, yeah, you're the artist. It's your job to get that out of people. That is what you do in life. That you tell stories to inspire people,、yeah. to you know, to ignite something in them. So why can't you do that in relationships too? That's probably because I need to take a step back and look, like listen to the inspiration. Like,、yeah. but listen, like, I, I've been told so many times, Dave, you're you're a great listener, and I I feel like I am. I definitely like you know I will、mm -hmm. I will listen to somebody, and、mm -hmm. I will definitely do my best to give them whatever wisdom I feel like they need in that moment. But something that in relationships I'm not the best about is connecting that to what they're passionate about、mm -hmm. and finding a way to balance it. Because I feel like most of the relationships I'm in, they they want to hear about what I do because they think what I do is so interesting.、Mm -hmm. And exactly, get, and and that's that's where I'm like I try to. Dial it back, and I want to stay interested in what they're doing and who they are. But it sometimes it doesn't feel fair, even to me. When I say fair, I realize we went and had a drink, and you asked about all my projects that I'm working on today, and you didn't talk once about what you did、right. at work, even though I asked. Like I did, like how was your day? And I'd get the short answer, and then it's like, so you had an audition? How'd the audition go? And of course, I have more to say. Like there's a lot to say about an audition. Yeah. So it ends up being more me than them,、mm -hmm. and I'm self conscious of it because、But、maybe that's your job to to bring it back and have、yeah. that volleyball conversation. That's not just you; it's any date, right? It doesn't I, matter、yeah. what I, your occupation I do is. I do do that. I've caught this happening before, though, where as soon as I try to turn it to them, you know, you can you can you can feel the ebb and flow of a conversation, like、yeah. that volley、mm -hmm. back and forth. And as soon as I try to redirect it back to what they're doing, then it kind of like it deadens. Part of it is I'm an inter entertainer. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm I want to make sure they're having fun. Yeah, I guess.、Mm -hmm. And so if that means that I've got to tell a funny story about like whatever I did that day, and then they've got nothing, then I fill that with something that makes them smile and laugh. And that means that it's seventy thirty percent for that particular day. 
And then I walk away and I'm self-conscious of it because I'm like, wait a second, gosh, I did it again. Holy relate. I you feel had like someone call you out on this, I remember? totally did. I went on a blind date with this guy named Andrew. You guys have to listen to the episode if you haven't yet. But it was uh, Dating on a Whim, I yep. think it was called. I do this like performance when I go on dates because I'm like, I can entertain a tree, basically. Yeah. So he called me out in the middle of the date and was like, it's great what you're saying and what you're doing. But like, can you just take all that out and just tell me who you really are? And that's when we really connected was when he called me out. But before all that, I was like, I right. am so funny. I'm so entertaining. I'm so interesting. To him, he was like, oh my God, when is this girl going to stop her act? Yeah. She does not need to be entertaining to me. I'm just trying to connect with this person. For that next level that I feel like you're not getting to. Because one, you're so in your head about, oh, I, I can't monopolize this conversation. And two is I'm... This person wants to know more about me, but if I bring it back to them, they have nothing to talk about. I think those are all just limiting beliefs, yep. again, that that is limiting you from connecting with someone. Everybody's interesting. Everybody's interesting, but we just have to find ways to bring it out of them. Yep. Otherwise, they will also retrieve and don't want to talk about. And I think this entertainment aspect, like I think, yeah, like you want to laugh and have a good time on a date and think positively of that person that way. But I think the best dates are when you feel like it's like this deeper connection that's happening. And maybe that isn't a funny story. Like, And and I do get that balance. I know exactly what you're talking about. What date are we talking about? Like first date or any date? Yeah, any date, but first date, sure. Yeah, first date. Yeah, there's definitely some things that I won't talk about to anybody. Like there are some things that I, it took a year of me knowing you way before I even told her. So there's definitely some aspects of my Mm -hmm. life that, hey, that's just, that's here. That's here. Compartmentalizing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I'm, I'm, it's also where, you know, I have to feel like I trust the person. Right. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. <laughs> what? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, fair enough. True. Yeah. Fair enough. True. I, I'm like I, that too. Yeah. yeah, I totally understand. But there's there's a difference between like sharing and then collaborating. Yeah. So this is this is the thing that I found in my relationships. I used to share my projects a lot. This is like a show I'm working on, or this is a script I've been looking at, and I just share it, like you know just to tell them what I'm working on. But I've realized the connection comes from collaborating. I've been working on the scene, 
you know, I'm just, I'm just saying if I'm, if I were to write a script, like I'm working on the scene, can you give it a read and tell me what you think? I remember I did this with my ex years ago. I had a script, um, come back to me that I was really excited about. And I gave it to him and I said, can you just like mark up everything, all your thoughts? And it was so exciting for him because he's never seen a script before. He was like, this is awesome. And then he brought in his own experience into it. We had just like such a great time collaborating on the script, although he's not in the industry. I totally have that same situation as well. Yeah. Like what was your situation? Oh, like I remember with my ex, like I I was like debating if I should like continue the startup I was Mm. running and he had no affiliation to startups at all. By me reaching out to him and getting his opinion, that was like when things went up a notch like Mm. I think like having feeling that I was like consulting in him and trusting him and like really valued his opinion was huge and I did value it even if he didn't have necessarily relevant experience Mm. yes that's a really good point because once someone feels like they're in the shadows of your industry or what you do then they'll always stay in the shadows they'll always be that co-star But if you can bring them into the foreground and say, I value you as much as I value my business partners, then that's when the relationship can really get deeper. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's nice, but But (laughs) it's not on my list. There is a part of me. And granted, this probably doesn't work because we've all seen these stories just fall apart. The Hollywood stories of like the power couple. Yeah. I've always been drawn to the idea that there is that perfect match for me that has the drive, but is the complement to my drive. Yep. Like the complement. Like, so if I'm like, if I'm here, she's here. And then when we come together, we're a force to be reckoned with. Probably the dream, but it's also not something that it's almost the unicorn. It's not the unicorn. It's something you build. You can't have that from the get-go. Like nobody has that kind of relationship from the very beginning. True. You have to build towards that. And that comes from communication and talking about your expectations and also opening yourself up to the other person. It can't be surface level. It will never get there. Yep. Building a relationship is hard, but once you build a great relationship, it's it's solid, right? It's just so interesting that all of us want this unicorn relationship, but we never talk about how we're going to get it. We don't talk about how we're going to get there, and then we just end up complaining about the dating scene, or we end up saying, I'm just too busy, or making other excuses, when we ultimately all want the same thing. We all do, which is an ultimate, like, solid, fulfilling partnership of some sort, whether with one person or multiple. It doesn't even matter. So that's a good segue to takeaways. 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 I think um, ultimately, I think when it comes to relationships and dating, you get back what you put into it. So you can't expect other people to give you something that you're not also giving to them. Yep. And I'm not saying, Dave, that you you are not giving anything. You are. You. I think your baseline, great boyfriend, giving you the time that you have. But what if you just went that extra mile? Like, what if you just did that one extra thing that you didn't think you could squeeze time or energy for? Just for a week. Just try for a week, right? And see see what that feels like. Or what if you just opened yourself up just a little bit more? Like let go of that trust issue just a little bit more and open yourself up. See what that feels like and see how that person hmm. reciprocates. I think dating right now, the problem we face is we're all just so surface level with everything. Yep. It's just like companionship. This feels great. But ultimately, we still want something deeper. We want that connection. So if you want it, you put yourself out there first. Yep. That is exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. No, I'm just kidding. But it was a little. But I think my takeaway is like, I think it's it's interesting. It's like we talked about earlier, like there is some people that know everything that they were looking for. They have a life plan. They have five-year plan, 10-year plans, all this stuff. And there's some people that have no plans. No plan. Again, I don't know what's right or wrong. Like, I don't think there is a right or wrong. Maybe there is something of just like at least knowing like what's a priority to you and checking in is am I working towards that? Like, am I making sure that I'm allocating some time for it, even if it's not like all my time, just so I can have a balance and not just have one area of my life thriving, but really kind of see if there's a way to make them work in motion together. Yeah. Dave? 
I know this is a lot. <laughs> I know you didn't come on the show for us to identify a problem. I don't think this is a problem. I think it's more of like let's be curious about why this is happening. Yeah, like this is why this is a pattern. And then what are some ways that you could try and experiment with different tactics to just to see if there's a different outcome? So like, what is something that you've been thinking about? Just from our conversation,、um, maybe I shouldn't be dating. <laughs>、oh, but ultimately, I think that's an okay conclusion to come to, right? Yeah. Maybe you just think, yeah, maybe like I'm just not at a point where I should be dating right now. And、that's okay. I don't think that's a bad thing. We're not trying to break up your. No, I'm not trying to break up your relationship. But also, I I think in the long term, it's more fair, you know. So if if that is where you where you land, then that's where you land. Yes, I know. I need to dial back on the work and make more time for personal relationships. You know what? That goes for friendships too.、Mm-hmm. Where I, you know, I, I tend to combine the things. I think my other takeaway is like kind of pulling out the passion, like we talked、yeah. about. Like I love this idea that like for so long I had fixated like, oh, I want someone to have this career and that career, and then I kind of just like was like, no, I don't really care at the end of the day what their career is. I just want them to be passionate about it. Like I want them not to just go to work every day. It's something they have to do, but like really be excited about what they are doing.、Mm-hmm. And I think like. We've talked about it here, and like I've experienced this too. Is like I don't necessarily care what they're saying, but it's like the way they're saying it. So, is there a way that you can either present that to your partner or have them pull that out of you somehow? And I、yeah. think that's where you like can form a bond over not necessarily what the specifics are, but like the shared passion. Yeah, and when it comes to passions, I think people use that word like, "Oh my God, I'm just so passionate about I don't know something like obscure hobby." It doesn't even have to be no. that. A, a passion could be like for me. I'm very passionate about sushi. If you get me talking about <laughs> sushi, I light up and I get、yeah. extremely. Happy about it, and that's something we can connect well, I'm over. Ha- I'm, I'm actually hungry for sushi right There now. There you go. We're gonna get sushi <laughs> after this. But the passion—I don't think we need to put that much pressure on.、No. A passion doesn't need to be a hobby. It's just an interest, something you really, really like. And then back to like Dave, you're you're a storyteller. You're a creative writer. I think about every day. What is my script? My life script. What does that look like? If I were to do a screenplay on my life, what is the plot? And I, I don't think I wouldn't watch a, a movie that had a plot about how someone got to a point in their career. Like that would just sound super boring to me. I think the career part is sort of a subplot. That's interesting, but the ultimate plot line is how this person found a very fulfilling, connected, deep relationship. That's the plot I want to go after. So when I write my own screenplay, that's every day I feed into、mm. that that plot.、Mm. Well, also speaking of that, I think a plot you probably wouldn't want to watch either is just someone that just <laughs> happens to fall into whatever gets thrown <laughs> at them. You want to see that person go after something, like、yeah. whatever that is. Like you want to see that, like that passion, right? It's like、yes. that energy and passion, and like just kind of going with the flow and being like,、eh, I could take it or leave it. Like isn't that passion? Yeah. So I need more passion in my life. No, you are passionate. <laughs> you just need to show it a little yeah, more. Yeah, you're passionate about work. Like、yeah. the way you go after your work projects. What if you did that for like a girl? <gasps> what? Yeah. What if get that? What? Or what if the way you talked about a girl, you change that script? That's yes, an easy. You、yes. are a script writer instead of saying like what、yes. you said earlier. Like happened to like have her hand in mine. Like tell that story differently. Well, okay. Granted, those are just two stories out of、right. like. I, I love being creative on dates. I love like doing fun things or finding like I love surprises.、Mm. You know, I, I love dating someone who can accept surprises. Like,、mm. hey, you、mm. don't know what's gonna happen. Guess what? We're gonna have fun tonight, and you're not gonna know until it happens, kind of thing. So I do like that, but I'm also not the best at making. But I want to、yeah. see that side of Dave, and I want to hear about that. Like before all these, just it happened to me, just by accident. Yeah, and it's not about time. You keep thinking about. You keep saying this like dating takes away time. That you need to ration out your time, and dating is like the last、yeah. place you're you're placing the time、fair. at.、Yeah. Maybe the time is not about like you planning the surprise, but I think it could be as simple as, "Hey, you're the first thought in my mind when I woke up、yep. this morning." Simple text like that. 
that took no time yep. at all. We had David Cruz on our um, podcast that talked about just putting like post-it notes around as like a surprise. Yes. That takes what? Takes two no minutes. Time. That elicits passion. That's yeah. like, I'm so, I'm so into you. And also like, I don't know, I know you're busy, but I don't buy the whole time thing because like, I feel I like for years to, I'm going to equate this to exercise for years. I was like, oh, I don't have time to like go to the gym or run. And it's like, oh, it takes like 20 minutes. Like what is 20 minutes in the scheme of like your whole day? Nothing. It's nothing. Like, I think there's always time. You make time for what you want to make time for. Absolutely. Should we do a question of the day? Yeah, okay. let's do it. Question of the day. This one comes from Roxy. She says, I met this great woman who I have been spending a lot of time with, but she keeps referring to me as her friend, not her girlfriend. We have an intimate relationship, so it's not like she's friend zoning me. I'm afraid to have the DTR because these comments make me feel like she isn't looking for a relationship or doesn't want a relationship with me. Should I have the talk anyway? Well, yeah, after, after, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you guys said, like, I'm a convert now. <laughs> yes, have the talk. Make the time. Okay, if the Write guy, a post-it <laughs> note. <laughs> if the guy that refuses to talk is telling you to have the talk, you got to have the talk. Done. End of story. Back. Over. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You're already questioning and writing into us, so you might as well talk to the person that you're actually in the relationship with. Yeah, and I, I feel for you, Roxy. I've been there where I'm just mm -hmm. constantly trying to guess where this relationship's going. Is he calling me his girlfriend to his friends and to his family? It's about you and this other person. It's not about anybody else. So if you're trying to get clarity, you need to ask that person. Nobody else can give you that answer. So yes, have the talk. And I mean, you already feel like she doesn't. So it's like either you'll be confirmed and you'll save time. You can move on if that's really what you're looking for. Or maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe she's like Dave. Yeah. And the way she... Like what? We're in a relationship? Yeah, sure. Yeah, or, or just like she doesn't show things necessarily the same way that you show things. Maybe she's not as verbose as you are. And maybe that's okay. It just means that you have to like better understand each other. Yeah. Well, I'm noticing that communication seems to be the biggest, like from uh, our yes. conversation, and from this question, why isn't there an app for this? What do you mean? Like an app to help you communicate? Yeah, in relationships. Then you definitely can't communicate. You need an app to help you communicate. What do you mean? It's like an AI robot. It's like, Dave, have the DTR conversation today. Like, what? It could be like a reminder of my Will calendar. You be a my girlfriend. Oh my God, a checklist. It's like groceries. Finish this project. Have DTR conversation with girlfriend. What? No, Dave. That's not how this world works. I appreciate it though. But communication is something that we talk about all the time and it's something you're never taught and it's yeah. something that's probably the most fundamental part of a relationship and the hardest part. I think like we talked about a little earlier is like I've struggled with this too is like communicating my needs, not feeling like that's going to overtake the whole relationship, but just having a healthy dialogue is so important yet it's so difficult. Well, isn't yeah. that what keeps us blocked in a lot of like not just dating yeah. relationships, but any relationship we have where totally. we hold back. We yep. tend to hold mm -hmm. back on what we're really feeling or thinking. Like that's just, it's a human thing. Yeah, it totally is. Because we're I afraid of being rejected or yep. hurt or like there's so many reasons why. And I, okay, now it's all coming back to what you guys were saying to me is that, yeah, there's a lot of reasons probably why I'm not the one to bring up those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. Because once you have those conversations, they can be hard. Yeah. Oh my God, are you having an epiphany right now? I don't know. Do you want to have a conversation? Do you want to practice on us? Is that a Kleenex right there? <laughs> Many. I have Costco-sized Kleenex box just for you. We bought it for this occasion. Listen, before we wrap up this episode, I do want to give a shout out to the two women you mentioned in your stories. I don't want them to be portrayed as roadkill because no. I have to say I've been there. I've I've held a guy's hand thinking that this was going somewhere and I've, I've done all of that too. I don't want these women to be portrayed in a way that we're mocking them or making fun of them. It's oh, just, of course not. We're yeah. just talking about these stories in a way that how they happen from well, I think it's awesome that they went for <laughs> yeah. it. And I am and still convinced that Dave is giving some sort of cue that he gave definitely them that, is. Red, he doesn't that know. green light. He yeah. does have like a twitch. Like like he is winking at you. 
sometimes. What? But, but he's not really. What? You yeah. just, you're so unaware of everything that's happening. <laughs> Are you aware of your body? <laughs> All right. In, in, for the record, uh, these two women I'm still friends with. And uh-huh. they're adorable. They're talented. They're amazing people. I know. And I hope they never listen to this. <laughs> Hey, this was more about you than them, so. Yeah, exactly. We're shouting them out right now. <laughs> you go, ladies. But I'm glad we talked about this because I think there are a lot of people out there who are very similar to you, yeah. who are going through the same things. Going well, through the motions. Going yeah. through the motions. We're not saying there's a problem. We're just saying maybe rethink things a little bit and see if there's a different outcome. Can we do the experiment? Would yes. You, would you do it? One week. One week of your One life. One week. You only have to carve out 20 minutes a day. That's, That's it. it. One week. Just make dating top of your 20 minutes checklist. for dating. Just whatever see what that happens. is. Yeah. Just see what happens. Maybe that's on a date, trying to go a little deeper. Maybe it's texting first thing in the morning, doing a surprise. You said you like surprises. Or like asking a question, a deeper question. Yeah. Hmm. That would be kind of interesting. Okay. Maybe five minutes is for self-reflection. Yeah. Whatever that means to you. But I think you get inspired by words. So maybe if you just put it down on your checklist of things to do, if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you see is one, dating, just see what what that inspires you to do. Or love. Put love <gasps> yeah. as number one. Yeah, oh, just oh, see what oh, that inspires whoa, whoa, you to whoa, do. Whoa, 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 Rewind. <laughs> you just used the L word. But maybe... Don't be so scared, Dave. <laughs> that doesn't mean... It could be love in so many other ways. Yeah. It could be know? like reaching out to your parents or like best yeah. friend. It doesn't even have to be romantic. Yeah. We're just talking about relationships in general. It doesn't oh, have to I don't, be I don't have a problem. I talk to my family every day, so I don't have a problem with that. But let's just see like what love... Just putting that word out there. Okay. All right. See what that inspires you okay. to do. Okay. For a week. For a week. Seven days. <gasps> Monday through Sunday. Yeah. Weekends included. <laughs> weekends okay. included. Okay. Absolutely included. This is a low commitment. Very low. Come on. <laughs> no one's even holding you accountable other than your dog, Addie. She's like, I love love. <laughs> okay. We'll wrap this up. And But we do want to give a plug for what you're working on. So tell everybody why you're important in the film community here. Oh, wow. I don't know if I'm important, but um, I try to be and I try to work with good people. So we're doing a couple of projects. We got Barry Filmixer coming up, collaborators or creators in the uh, business or want to be in the business. Uh, you should You're be there. You're the founder of Bay Area Film Mixer, correct? Uh, yeah. Mixers are a great way to go and just if you're not in the industry, I encourage you to go because you just meet people totally different than what you're used yeah. to on a daily basis. You might be, get um, inspired some by some creativity. Sometimes they do screenings. It's just a great way to get into the creative community here True. in the area. We, we are doing a screening uh, for this one, and it is reels from actors and uh, creators here in the Bay Area. Oh, cool. So it's a chance to see like who's doing what here. Fabulous. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. Stay dateable. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Uh-huh.